Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is the GM Shuffle. Who the fuck is trying to trade for Trey Lance? Like, why? What are you going to get for him? Like, if I offered you a three for Trey Lance, you would be, he's yours. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, this is all propaganda. This is all bullshit. You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. Here is Femi Abebefe. Welcome to another edition of the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and Beast. And I'm your host, Femi Abebefe. As always, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Our producer, Elliot Bowman, with us on the ones and twos. And we are officially one week away from the NFL draft. Yeah. And Michael Lombardi is stirring things up on football Twitter. I, I am shocked that today you are not in the, you know, in England, they when the, the barristers come in, the attorneys, they have the white hair mm-hmm. and the robes. I thought you would be wearing that today to represent and defend your man, your man, Justin Fields. I, I'm disappointed you're not in those robes. I, I want you to be in those robes and to come in there and, and basically have to defend it. Because my point, mm-hmm. my point is simply this. Why do the Texans need a quarterback and the Bears don't? Because that's what everyone's discussing on Twitter. That's right? all a, they would they would the Texans really pass at number? I two? heard your boy. I'm sitting here in the studio. I'm looking up at the cameras, and I see your boy up there on Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Love Pat. Shout out to Pat. Yeah. Uh, I see him out there, and I get the, I, 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 and he's appalled that Houston will not take a quarter. He's just completely incensed by this. He's. He's completely can't understand it, and he's got that dumb look on his face that he doesn't get it. Meanwhile, he says nothing about the Bears needing a quarterback because he's convinced that Justin Fields is great, even though he started out, didn't like Fields, but then he changed his tune when Twitter got mad at him, and now he loves Fields. He thinks he's going to be the MVP. So I, I ask you, like, I think they both need quarterbacks. I do, and I'm saying this to you very clearly. If Bryce Young were 6'3", they would have picked Bryce Young. I think the only excuse they had to trade down was because he's 5'10". I agree with you on the Bryce Young point because Bryce Young is really talented. And, of course, you know me, Justin Fields is my guy. And and you've been out here in Vegas, Michael, for a little while now. You should know that the personal injury lawyers, they don't wear the the, the robes and, and the white hair, buddy. This is a different thing. And after you There's more to- personal injury lawyer signs <laughs> up here than I've ever seen in my life. I mean, is there that many accidents on the freeway? Have Jesus, you seen, have you seen the way people drive here? Oh, Man, yeah, I have. We, I mean, we, we need it. Brutal. Yeah, it's terrible. I got it. But you tried to run over my guy, Justin Fields. So now I'm the personal injury lawyer. Well, He's calling me up. Let's hear and, it. And we're going to hear it because – my point with Justin Fields has always been he has dynamic abilities with his running and passing. Where's now, the passing? Now, the passing, but where are the, where's where's the, the passing? But where are the options as well? And uh, and the point that I want to bring up to you here, Michael, because oh, I see he's Fields got notes. I see he's got notes. notes over you put your stats out there on Twitter. I got my notes ready to go here because I'm, I'm, I'm ready to defend my boy. Uh, in year two, Justin Fields, 60% completion percentage, not great. 17 passing touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 85.2 passer rating, 1,100 rushing yards. Compare that to year two of our boy Jalen Hurts. 61% completion for Hurts in year two, 16 TDs, 9 interceptions, 87.2 passer rating. So just a little bit better than what Fields did, 784 rushing yards. And how many wins did the Eagles have that year? The Eagles, they had like, what, like nine wins nine or Nine wins but, went to the I mean, playoffs. They I mean, went to the playoffs. But, but, but they also, won. But that was also Howie Roseman's roster construction versus the Ryan Pace roster no, construction. No, 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 It's timeout. TV timeout here. Wait, no, you can no, say no. the Bears roster was as good as the Eagles? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that Fields didn't try. I mean, Hurts wasn't going to lose games for him. But this guy, you, you put the ball on the ground 28 times in two years with fumbles. Whether you get the fumble back or not, that's dangerous. Yep. Right? I you agree. turn it over. You take 91 sacks. You didn't include the sacks in there in the comparison. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of ignored that, which is no problem. I mean, it's no okay. big deal. Get a sack, minus seven yards every time he gets sacked. Who cares? Who cares? Go ahead. I don't mind it. Oh, sure. Take a sack, Justin. Please feel free. Even though we know when a quarterback gets sacked, the chance of scoring a touchdown or, mm-hmm. or getting points on the drive 
grow dramatically down. But, but why not take a sack? I don't mind it. I'm sure Dan doesn't mind a sack. He, he enjoys it. He runs out of the back of the end zone as well as anybody. Why not take a sack? Justin, take more sacks, please. Well, the, take more sacks. I love the sacks. Okay. The, the fumble. Oh, Justin, fumble too. Go ahead. No problem. It's not a problem. It's not going to affect our winning. Go ahead, fumble. It's okay. It's fine. You'll be the starter tomorrow. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> the stat that you so kindly left off, QBR, quarterback rating. You think that just, matters? Just, Have just, you gone into QBR just, after a game and said and looked at those QBR ratings and said, what the fuck? That guy was terrible yesterday. Your boy, too, is always up there in the QBR. It's a joke. And his 60% completion, take mm-hmm. the bubble screens out of that fucking thing. Take the bubble screens out of that. Take some of the. I haven't done that yet. I haven't broken down. <laughs> You've been taking the bubble screens out. Well, I haven't broken down where he completes passes. I mean, like, look. All I'm saying is, is why does one team desperately have to draft mm-hmm. a quarterback, and the other team is fine? They're fine. They're perfect. Even though he's got 91 sacks and he gives up seven yards every time, he, that's okay. We don't mind. Even though he's fumbled all the time, even though he throws interceptions, that's no problem. We love him because he has wow plays. Two things why this happens. He has these wow plays that lures you in, mm-hmm. gets you pulled in. You know, you're like you're like Dynamic Sylvia. He get, you get you're, you're like Mike. You're you're like uh, Michael Corleone. You get pulled in there, right? <laughs> and, and then the, I agree. And what I'm saying to you is, you got to dismiss the wild plays. The wild mm-hmm. plays don't go towards winning. And you say, well, the Bears roster sucks. Okay, is that wrong? It's not wrong. But Lamar Jackson takes over the Baltimore Ravens, who supposedly Lamar can't throw, and Lamar can't stay healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Lamar gets criticized for all the things Fields okay on, even though Lamar doesn't get sacked 91 times. Lamar doesn't fumble, right? Lamar can't stay healthy. Fields can't stay healthy either, by the way. All right, so now Lamar takes over for Joe Flacco. They're four and five, not a good team. And he wins six of the next seven games. The only game he loses was Kansas City, and Tyreek Hill had to make an incredible play across the formation to win that game. So, like, it... The quarterback, the reason they're making $50 million is they impact the game tremendously, and they make everybody else better. And so, like, Fields can't complete a forward pass. Like, the guy has a hard time throwing the football. And I acknowledge he has wow plays. I mean, you say you can't complete a forward pass. I mean, 17 touchdown passes, what are they all? Were they all oh, bubble Jesus screens? Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> They're like... all bubble screens? No, but, but hear me out, though, on Fields, because... We've talked about how these Ohio State quarterbacks, they take a little bit of time developing. We have well, Rich well, Gannon which, on. Which, we, which one has developed? Well, they haven't, but we're, we're, let's, well, okay. give, let's give Justin Fields give me a, a chance. Give me Ohio State quarterback. Let's, let's I mean, I'll, I'll take Arch Schleister out. Give me another Ohio State quarterback <laughs> that has played well. I mean, I'm wait, I'll wait here all day. Burrow was once at Ohio State. Yeah, they, of course he could get on the field, right? <laughs> yeah. But but I think, hear me out, though, because I think the, the marination and, and the, the, the maturation of Justin Fields is coming because in year three, I think where's he's your take off evidence because, for this? Oh, oh, I'll, I'll give you some evidence here on four quarterbacks who we people think highly of four quarterbacks who developed in year three after getting legitimate wide receivers. Bears, of course, made the trade for DJ Moore. How about Dak Prescott when the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper? Dak Pre- Prescott Pres- was good his first year, but, but, but Prescott he was good as a rookie. He was, he was good as a rookie because they had also a good team around him as well. But he didn't hurt the team. But he he didn't, not hurt the team. He didn't hurt the team. He didn't. He didn't. But but his numbers improved drastically when they acquired Amari Cooper. Josh Allen, who everybody knocked on for accuracy issues, we all said Allen has issues with accuracy. He does. They get Stephon Diggs. Allen takes that next step. Jalen Hurts, who this time last year. I felt like I was on Hurts Island with the Eagles. Everyone said, oh, I don't know about Jalen Hurts. And the receipts are out there. Go look them up on Twitter. I think an Eagle fan cut up all the clips of people saying that Hurts cannot lead them to a Super Bowl. People were down on Jalen Hurts. I was one of them. People wanted to bench him in the playoffs. They get A.J. Brown, and look what happened last year. Yeah, but they changed the offense to the six-back offense. Which is what the Bears should be doing. He won't stay healthy running that offense. He will not stay healthy. Plus, he doesn't make enough throws. I mean, the one thing Hurts was good at, even at Philadelphia, was Hurts. What I my criticism of Jalen Hurts was, and it's still to be true, mm-hmm. is he does not throw the ball with great anticipation. He didn't do it in a, at Alabama. He didn't do it at Oklahoma, and he hasn't done it at Philly. But what Philly's done is made it a play-action pass game. Philadelphia leads the team in first-half point differential in the National Football League. They had a 16-point first-half point differential, the best in football, yep. right? Only to the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs were second at like 13, all right? So that means they can run all their play action. So when you run play action, you separate the defense. So now the quarterback says, I'm either throwing it here or there. And there's no anticipation throws. You're not waiting for him to break out. It's not a drop back pass. You're saying the defense is hold. And so the linebackers are pulled in 
and there's this huge space in between the throw. Okay, mm -hmm. and that's why he's been very good. And it's half the field throws. He doesn't have to read horizontally. I think, and I'm not saying this is a knock. I think what Philly has done offensively for Hertz has been magnificent. It's really good, and Hertz's work ethic has taken him on. I still don't see Fields being able to do that. Now, to me, if I were Ryan Poles, I would have not ate, not trust Ryan Pace to pick a quarterback. Remember, now I've been in this fucking place the same time before. They told me not to ever come to Chicago again because I was criticizing your boy Trubisky. He's not my boy. Okay, <laughs> keep him away from me. All right, so you know, all right, so now I'm back and I'm back on the Chicago. Uh, I can't come to town anymore. So the the key here is is what offense are we going to run that we can actually complete passes? How do you defend this, Femi? Mm -hmm. They were last in the league with the Indianapolis Colts, averaging 8.5 point differential. 8.5. They lost games by an average of 8.5. Okay? Mm -hmm. The Colts, the same thing. The Colts throw the ball 35 times per game. The Bears throw it 22. What does that tell you? That tells you they don't even want to throw the ball when they're behind. They didn't have a passing game. They didn't have a passing game, but I think there's a number of factors. But he's supposed to be but this elite number, quarterback. But there's a number of factors that go into a passing Here game. Here comes the excuses, you, 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 Barrister. You, you can't just have one player just control the whole passing game. The quarterback obviously being the most important. But if he's not throwing to anybody, uh, who are the receivers? There's a reason why they wanted to go ahead and get DJ Moore and why they really wanted to target with Carolina because they felt like they needed a legitimate wide receiver. Well, they got Clay Brooks. They got, they got him in there. Did he get the ball oh, to Clay oh, Claypool, that's a bad trade. Claypool, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, they got him. Oh, that, they got him up at two for Claypool. Yeah. Oh, so, see, now you pick and choose. You know, Pittsburgh should get away with heist with that one, man. Yeah, now you pick and choose. I mean, like, no, seriously. We, we, when they made the trade, we talked about it earlier this offseason. Now, now Fields is a guy. And when, we, when the games are played in 2024, or 2023, rather, we're going to see Justin Fields, and he's going to make that step. It's okay. You don't see the vision right now, which is fine. It's, it's okay. You don't have to see the vision. But when the games are played, you'll see it. You'll see Justin Fields. You know, I, I think this is a complete con. You know, it, when I went over oh, to the Mob Museum, when I went over to the Mob Museum, they had this phone booth in there from Al Capone's offices in the Four Deuces Hotel when he was an antique dealer, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, and they would call up and he would say, we're closed today. Because it was a front. It was just a complete front, right? Capone was running his syndicate behind. This is what you're running. You're running your syndicate in the four deuces. Go to see that. And I should get you that phone booth over here so you could see it and sit in it and feel like Al Capone. We're closed today. Any, any negative on Justin Fields? We're closed today. We're closed today. We're closed today. Like, at some point, can't we just admit that this is going to be – that he could potentially – it could be a disaster? Is he, is he a finished product? The picture's not complete, Michael. Picture's not complete. I oh, mean, by, oh, by the, the way, the <laughs> sketch isn't even. Dominic can sketch better than this. Davis Mills, the great Davis Mills, his QBR last year thirty three point one. Justin Fields fifty four, which is above average, by the way. In case you were scoring. QBR fifty four is above average. Oh my God, you're an easy grader. <laughs> Let's talk some more quarterbacks in the NFL draft on the other side. Michael's fired up. I'm fired up. It's the GM shuffle. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. I mean, these second-round playoffs have been unreal, and we have the conference finals now on the horizon. Make sure you get all those futures bets in before the value disappears. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets in. Instantly, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHUFFLE. That's code SHUFFLE for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, see dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. Here is Femi Abebefe. 
Let's talk about another Ohio State quarterback, oh, Michael. Because uh, I know you were trying to Buckeye bash my guy, I, Justin I don't Fields. I dislike Ohio State. You know, I love Ohio you know, State. I just, I'm, wait, I'm still waiting for your still answer yeah. on what quarterback has come out of there that has been great. I'm well, waiting. We'll see this season. The, okay. fall, the fall will be a beautiful time. As, as my guy Justin Fields is leading the Chicago Bears. But let's talk about a guy that's about to enter the NFL. That's C.J. Stroud. He was thought of as the consensus number two quarterback coming no, into this stop, class. Stop. No, I'm, he I'm, was thought well, of as a number one. He was, the odds are he well, was number one. Well, that was after the Panthers trade. Then everybody assumed that Frank Reich was going to be okay. uh, go with the guy that was taller yes, versus the shorter guy. Because they would but, know, right? Everybody yeah, well, knows. You know, so. Everybody projects Frank Reich, and he's done in the past, so he's going to do it in the future, I guess, is the way it's supposed to work. Maybe not. Uh, but C.J. Stroud right now, it appears as somebody who's on the outside, I don't have the, the NFL context that you have, and I think a lot of fans who listen to the show and just people on Twitter, on the football Twitter, are, are thinking that it feels like there's this campaign to tank C.J. Stroud's stock. <laughs> what would you say to that response? I would say that's, that's not accurate. I would say like a lot of things, it was inaccurate for him to be up there where he was. I don't think players fall or rise. I think that's all media driven because the mm -hmm. media's had him in the wrong place. You know, if you, you know, I can still remember, you know, we had my my first when, when Belichick's first year in Cleveland, I think the initial grades on the great Eric Turner from UCLA where he would be a good third rounder. Well, that's not really he ended up being the second pick overall in the draft. Like that's not realistic, right? So uh so once people that that understand the league and get involved with the league and, and the decision makers get involved then i think you see the players are placed in the right positions of the value and i think ultimately it's not because they're rising this they were misplaced and so cj stroud obviously has got a lot of things that people like about him but i think in the last two weeks as he takes visits and he gets into different buildings and there's got to be a comfort level between the team and the player, right? It's mm -hmm. a marriage, right? You got to feel like, okay, this guy can lead us. This is the perfect guy for us. And, you know, and, and I think ultimately right now, if I were to call four or five of my friends in the league and say, where's Stroud going? The answer would be, I don't know. That's a great question. Wow. So we've gone from odds on favorite to be number one overall to nobody knows where this guy might fall. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to unless somebody trades into Houston to get him. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine Houston wants to trade away from that because, there. see, I think there's a misconception about the first round, right? I, I think in this whole five, fifth-year option. So the, really, the first round is becoming a little bit more like the NBA first round in the sense that, you know, you've got your lottery picks. Now, in the NFL, those lottery picks could range from – one to 11, you know, the, I'm talking about the blue chip level of mm -hmm. the draft, right? And then from the middle of the draft, it's really fundamentally need. But once you get to 17 and you start to go back to 18 to 32, from let's say 20 to 50, you can call them whatever you want to call them, but they're the same player, mm. right? So you're picking whoever you pick at 20, the value at 50 might be exactly the same. You're getting a potential starter. You're getting somebody who could come in. You're probably not going to pick up the fifth-year option on that player because it's too damn expensive. So that bottom of the first round is really a second. You would rather have it be in the second round. And sometimes teams get stuck there. We have this media notion, well, we got to trade up to get the fifth year. Who's picking up the fifth year? So you have to adjust your draft board. You know, you have to adjust your draft board so that you understand there's only, say, there's only 17 first-rounders. That's why we see trades in the first round in, that, in, the, middle, in the middle part of the round because mm -hmm. teams want to be able to get that one guy without paying, I'm paying 20, the 20th pick price for a guy that really is valued at 45. Yeah. Follow me? Yeah. It's the same guy. He, they're both potential starters, right? They're not plug-and-play. They're potential starters. They could be really good players, but the fifth year is so expensive. Do I really want to take that on? No, that, I think that's a fair way to look at the draft. I think that's oftentimes, like you said, teams trying to move down and collect as many of those picks, especially in that top half of the second round, because oftentimes the difference in quality of player is not really there. No, so it, let's just say, you know, starting at Detroit or somewhere, let's say there's a run of offensive linemen starting with the, the Raiders or the, the Falcons. 
and you're and you want to pick an offensive lineman. You're the Jets at 13. Well, you might decide, hey, look, I better get up there to get this lineman that I want, or else if I wait for him to come to me, that's when the trades start to happen. You know, or if you want Gonzalez the corner, you I better get up to get him, right? Or whether whomever it is, mm-hmm. and so that's where I think you have to be really understanding this. And so Stroud is the wild card because when you go through it, you know I don't think Seattle's taking a quarterback. I think they want to mm-hmm. take a defensive lineman. I, I I definitely think that. I think Houston wants to take a defensive lineman, and I think Tyree Wilson is the as you can see by the betting odds. Yeah, he's shooting up the board because. Everybody loves the body. Everybody loves the athleticism. He's a legitimate NFL body player wingspan. The problem is he's had the foot injury. And this one's the hard one to predict because you could talk to four teams and have four different medical grades on the guy. You could have one team pick him, they got him, another team we failed him. I mean, that's that's the variation of it. you know. Now, the one thing you feel like, he will be ready for camp. Will it get re-injured again? I don't know. That foot stuff is always problematic. Yeah. So, but he's a hot commodity. Jalen Carter is a hot commodity. Jalen Carter's not getting out of the top 10. I think that's pretty clear. Well, right. Oh, sorry. No, no. So to me, I think there's going to be the run on those defensive linemen early. Mm -hmm. And then the offensive linemen are going to kind of take over. Well, you referenced those betting odds for the second overall pick. Right now, the favorite is Will Anderson plus 150 at our show sponsor, DraftKings. The second overall? For second overall, yeah. So, yeah, I can't imagine the Colts have to trade up to two. Now, maybe they want to do it to guarantee. I, I just think the Colts are sitting there at four saying, look, there's every one of these guys have problems. We'll take the least amount of the problem. I mean, who's trading up to two? Could the Colts have to trade up to three, though? Why? Arizona's not going to pick a quarterback. Well, if somebody, if somebody that's behind Indianapolis likes a quarterback. Who? That's Atlanta's the- not going to pick a quarterback. You know, you think Tennessee? the Raiders, Tennessee, I, I don't think that Tennessee's going to trade up to get a quarterback. I think that's a lot of media percent. Maybe they're going to, you know, I think Tennessee's trying to get more draft capital mm. than trying to give away draft capital. Yeah, that's, I mean, it really is. The Indianapolis Colts could sit there and then get one of these non-Bryce Young quarterbacks, which I think a we, lot of we, people would be surprised of because I think the perception is that we're going to see a lot of trades into that top five. But you're saying that more so the trades might be coming outside the top 10, and maybe the top five ends up going as expected in where it's, hey, we have the Texans at two, Cardinals at three, Colts at four, and then Seattle at five. I mean, if you asked me today, a week before the draft, I would say it goes it goes Bryce Young, it goes Wilson, it goes Will Anderson, Ooh. and it goes and, and, and it goes Levis. I would say those are the four. That, that would be one, two, three, four. That, and, and that's just guessing. I mean, I'm not a mocker. I don't have that expertise, well, obviously. Well, Monday's podcast is Mock Draft Monday. Is so, it? so you better put your hat on. Uh, <laughs> put that mock hat on. Well, at least do the top 10. We don't have to do all 32 because I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, so I, that would be the four that I would say right now. Today, Thursday, week before the draft. But again, Wilson's medical. But I do think if you're if you're D'Amico Ryans and you see Wilson and you say, wait a minute, you know, that guy reminds me of Nick Bosa. Why wouldn't you take him? Does he? Like, when you watch him on tape, do you see Nick Bosa? Because Bosa pops at Ohio State. I mean, that that was like, okay, this is easy. Pick him. This guy's got a lot of skill to him. He's not as productive as Bosa. There's no Uh doubt. But there's a lot of skill there to him. He can drop. He's got range. You know, he's long. He's a man. I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot to like about him. So the medical's the only hiccup. I think that's the only one. I mean, Jalen Carter should be the second pick overall in the draft. It just comes down to, you know, how you're going to deal with the character. And that's always subjective, just like the medical. So at five, based on what you said, the Seattle Seahawks, who you've talked about how they wanted to look for an edge rusher. Anderson's been, they had him in for a visit. Tyree Wilson is a guy that they've been looking at. If both those guys are off the board and two of the quarterbacks, Young and Levis, are off the board, what the hell does Seattle do at five? Like, do they try to trade maybe down? They trade, maybe they take Gonzalez the corner from Oregon. You, you, think, you think Carroll will take a corner that I don't guy? think I don't so, think but so. I, I don't think he would. But I think at some point, you just have to take the best player. I'll tell you a guy that I've heard going through it. B. Sean Robinson's going to be a top 10 pick. Mm. Okay. Because it's, you say why. And all the analytical people will tell you that's stupid. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would know. However, that being said, that being said, he's the cl- one of the cleanest players in the draft. Yeah. And he can impact the passing game from the slot. So as I keep saying all the time, it's okay to, you know, the analytics community says it's okay to pay Keenan Allen, but it's not okay to pay, a, you know, 
a receiver. Like, Eckler is more valuable to the Chargers than Keenan Allen. I, you would have to agree with that. Yeah. You know, I know he plays running back, but he's really a receiver running back. He's not a runner. He's a little bit of both. And so, to me, I could see B. John Robinson be – I think people – somebody told me in the league yesterday he's going to be a top-ten pick. Man. I've seen him mock to the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know if Atlanta would be the team. Yeah, I didn't understand that because yeah. Atlanta has – they, they had those two, two really good running backs last year. You know, yeah. and they did – but – Look, I think Atlanta wants to take a defensive player. I think there's no question about that. And if you don't take a defensive player, you know, where are you getting one? Especially considering the off the defensive line is not as deep as you would want it to be, especially a tackle. Our producer, Elliot Bowman, in my ear says that Bijan Robinson now is plus 120 to go in the top 10. Yeah, I think so it's a good play. It's been getting bet a little bit. It's still plus money out there for those of you yeah. who have interest. I, in I think you got to really take a look at that, you know. But again, let's st- where we start this off. Where does Stroud go? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Remember, your guy who you represented today, mm-hmm. uh, Fields, was supposed to be the third pick overall in the draft, and then that got knocked out, and then he got eleven because, you know, the Bears were able to trade up to get that pick. But we we didn't know where he was going to go. Remember, Carolina took J.C. Horn. Denver took Sertan. Both teams needed quarterbacks. They passed on Fields. Yeah. There was talks about Minnesota's trying to go up and get Justin Fields there, but Chicago undercut them. I don't know about that. You know, that one I didn't hear. But, I'm, you know, look, it, 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 so what did they do? They settled on Kellen Mond. Wow, how'd that work out? <laughs> Kellen Mond. That's a name that I don't know if we'll be hearing too much of later on down the line there. Uh, sorry if any of his family members are listening. But uh, Bijan, I think, in the top ten is really interesting because I think if you pulled any – NFL evaluator. They say this guy's the top five player in the. You got to take somebody clean, and it, and the fact that he impacts the passing game is really a smart thing to do. Like it's not he's not just a running back; he's a weapon. All right. Well, if the trades are not going to go in the top five, maybe they happen outside the top ten. I know a guy that we talked about a lot over the course of the NFL season, Trey Lance. Maybe we see another trade involving him on draft day. Many are asking. We'll discuss it and answer that question on the other side. This is the GM Shuffle. You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. Here is Femi Abebefe. Let's talk more about these class of 2021 quarterbacks, Michael, yeah. because after our Justin Fields discussion, Davis Mills discussion, now let's talk about the, the mystery man of the class of 2021. That's Trey Lance. Only started four games for the San Francisco 49ers. And earlier this week, we saw NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport tweet this out and this is i mean get ready to laugh buddy the tweet sources mm-hmm. the 49ers have received inquiries from several teams looking into a potential trade for former number three pick quarterback trey lance the conversations have been the result of san francisco fielding the calls not making them oh, with sure. teams aware no, that brock Purdy that is all. likely the future i, I can only imagine there's zillions of people trying to trade for lance trey lance i mean you know, they watched all the tape. On, oh, I'm sorry. There's no tape on Trey Lance. So, <laughs> like, this is an advertisement. I mean, the only thing they didn't do in this in this tweet was put the 49er John Lynch's private number so you could call him. <laughs> like, this is, you know, you talk about those accident lawyers here yep. in Las Vegas, their number's on the billboard. This is a billboard without the phone number for Lynch. I mean, who the fuck is trying to trade for Trey Lance? Like, why? What are you going to get for him? Like, if I offered you a three for Trey Lance, you would be – he's yours like what are you do, what are you doing like this is all propaganda this is all bullshit nobody's trying to trade for Trey Lance it's them, them trying to drum up business that's all they're trying to do they're trying to do it they know it you know they don't really they got Donald in the building they got Purdy coming off the it's like it's getting messy now like they're trying to not uh, so if they trade him what are they going to say well it was too good of an offer well, wait a minute you just said you love this guy Mm-hmm. This is all. I mean, John Lynch is really good at PR. Let's not confuse this now. He's got his sources. He's got his moles. He's got his plants. He used to be a media guy. He's putting out <laughs> his information the way he wants. I mean, the way this was written, you would almost thought the 49ers wrote this fucking thing. I think they did. I think they did too. <laughs> I think they wrote it. Like anybody with common sense is saying, who's trading for Trey Lance? <laughs> I just think that, like, the fact that it says several teams looking into a potential trade. But then also the next line, this has been a result of San Francisco fielding the calls, not oh, making I'm, I'm sure that phone's ringing like fucking Batman's phone with Commissioner Gordon. It's just lighting up like left and right. 
Like, are you serious? Like, th- this is what this is. Okay, put this out there for me, and then I'll give you information later on that's relevant. You know, yeah. and so they. This is what this is. I'm not. This is this is the job Rappaport has to do. Yeah, this is what you have to do. Game. You got to play the game. But we as consumers don't have to buy this bullshit, right? We don't have to sit there and say, "Oh, wow, that's really interesting." They're going to get through trade. Lance is really valuable. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking? What tape am I watching? What would I give up for him? Like, how could I even compete? Go back to his college tape? What one game? It was one game during the 2020 COVID season. So now I got to go back to 19. I'm going to base everything on 19. Like, it's a long time ago. Uh, let, let's watch the Houston preseason game. I'm sure everybody loved that one. He got benched after that one, essentially. They brought Garoppolo in after they watched him play in that game against a shitty Houston team. Now, here's my question. How does Trey Lance stack up with this year's quarterbacks in the draft? Well, I think Trey Lance is really a, a lot. He's the athlete, right? He's a really good athlete. Can he make the throws? Can he make the decisions? What offense does he fit in? The, the, the biggest fallacy was when this Lance movement was happening back in, in 20 was Kyle needs to modify it. People are catching up to Kyle's offense. Now, three years since, nobody's caught up to his offense, and he hasn't changed his offense. Mm-hmm. Like he has, He's got, actually gotten better by the pieces not named Trey Lance has made him better. McCaffrey, Debo being in the backfield. I mean, they haven't changed their offense. It's the same thing. They still boots. They make, they make, the, you know, they make the – his offense makes – the position for of quarterback easier for the quarterback. That was just a bunch of crap put out by Lynch and Adam Peters. So it's just all bullshit. I mean, and so look, Trey Lance, he he needs to get out of there. Mm-hmm. He needs to get out of there as a, as a player. He needs a fresh start. Fresh start, yeah. He needs because he's not going to beat Purdy out. So he's going to sit behind Purdy. He's not getting his fifth year picked up. This is all. How do we get out of this bad situation? How do we manage this to save ourselves at least? to get away from it. Like we one thing to give the Niners credit for, they've admitted they made the mistake. I don't know if Lynch has or Peters has, but I think organizationally Shanahan has because they played Purdy, they've been very clear about Purdy. They signed Sam Darnold. If they felt so great about about Lance, why would they sign Sam Darnold? Bingo. That was a dead giveaway. I think that was the giveaway right there when they signed Sam Darnold. Immediately. They didn't waste any time yep. either. They signed Darnold immediately. Mm-hmm. And you know, and they'd like and, and they didn't sign they signed him to a one-year deal which gives them basically he can go in and play while Purdy gets healthy. So they yeah. got two quarterbacks. They're not going to dress three quarterbacks. No. I no. mean, unless the league passes the rule where you should dress three quarterbacks. I don't know if they pass that or not, but I mean, to me, it's, I think it's just a classic, classic manipulation of the media to try to sell, tell teams we're interested. Look, why is not Rand Carthon been after actively after him? He was in the building. He knows him. He knows him. Why is D'Amico Ryan's not actively after him? Why? I mean, those are fair questions to ask. Mm-hmm. You know, do you but think? Are we sure that they're not? They don't seem to have that interest. Here it is. We're fielding calls, but we're not trying to trade them. What does that mean? So, okay, this is okay for them. They're fielding calls, but they're not trying to trade them. But yet New England's trying to trade Mac Jones. Well, New England had Levison for a visit, so, you know, Put two and two together. <laughs> uh, I would think you'd bring. Look, I, I'm from the school of Al Davis. Bring every quarterback in for a visit. So if you got to play against them, you know them. I mean, don't you want to know what Levis is good and bad at doing? So if you play against them, you got to play them. Okay, we had him in. Here's what he's like. Here's what his temperament's like. Boom. You know, like I'm telling you, these guys that sit there and and if you've ever been in the draft room with Al Davis and he starts asking you questions pointed, like there's no escape answer. Like you either know or you don't. And and he start, and he sits there and he's asking the defense coordinator about Levis and his strengths and weaknesses and what would happen if he played for Denver or what would happen if he did this. How would we have to play him? You better fucking know that guy. You better study every quarterback. Like for defensive coordinators in the league to not know every one of these top quarterbacks coming out is really malpractice because there's going to be a quick change. Like that's a summer. That's something you do in the off season. You study every quarterback in the league so that when it comes time to play that team you know if there's a sudden change, you're ready to go. I want to go back to Lancer because I think every player has a price in terms of trade compensation. What would you give? Let's say you're a team that is in flux. Like you're, let's say you're the Minnesota Vikings who have Kirk Cousins right now. You've been kind of kicking the can on this deal here, but there's been rumors and whispers about them maybe looking for a quarterback or maybe even moving on to Kirk Cousins. We talked about that earlier this offseason. Would you give up a four 
I think it's got to be a four or five, somewhere down there. I mean, but look, remember, they've got so much into it. This is a sunk cost fallacy, right? So they have so much into this guy. Mm-hmm. How do they how do they sell this to the public that, you know, they, they yeah, took a yeah. four for him? How do you do that? But remember, okay, let's just put this in perspective. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey went for a three, right? So how is Trey Lance more valuable than Jalen Ramsey? Now, you... The reason he went for three, nobody wanted to redo his contract. Yeah. I get that. But do you think anybody wants to pick up the fifth year of Lance's deal? Which is, that's where we're headed. That's where we're headed, right? So he's played three years. He's what? This, this, will be is, his, this will be his third year. This will be his third year. So he's, so he's not going to play this year. So he's going to enter year four having not played because he's not beating Purdy out. If Purdy's healthy, he's not going to beat Darnold out. If Darnold's, if Darnold's there, he's going to play those two guys. So now he's in year four. He, you're not going to pick up the fifth year. Because you don't know. As much as Peters and Lynch want to tell you how great he is, and they're good at campaigning, you know, but, I mean, let's just be common. I'm not picking on the kid. Let's just have common sense here. Mm-hmm. Where's this going? Well, that's my question is that, do we see this happen before the draft or after the draft? Because the desperation in this is from the Niners, clearly, because they had that tweet released to the public. Well, they at at the most on. specific time, it was targeted. I mean, this is mm-hmm. truly, truly a target tweet to let people know to call us. So then do you think that they get a call from one of these teams that let's say strikes out at QB that says, oh, we didn't find a quarterback in the draft. Maybe let's kick the tires on Lance and give up I, a, an early th- day three pick. I think if the I think to me, if 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 a team right now, if Minnesota picking down there where they are, they kind of have an idea about the quarterback market. Mm-hmm. And they know no one's going to make it down to them. But maybe they think, and even if they thought Richardson was going to make it to them at down there in the 20s, which I'm not saying he is, I don't know. There's another guy. We have lost touch of him. Yeah, we haven't talked about him in we a have, while. Nobody knows where he's going to go. He Seattle? Went, he went from the first. It doesn't sound like that at all. It doesn't sound mm. like, I think maybe in the second, maybe if he were there in the bottom of the first. To me, he's a luxury item. You pick him and you're, you're not sure what you're getting. Again, you want somebody who you can be positively sure of what you're getting. That's why there's only 17, 16, 17 guys in this draft that are really true first-rounders. When you start picking in the 20s, you're not going to probably pick up the fifth-year option on a lot of these guys, and you're getting a potential starter. You're not getting a starter, even though we're going to call them first-round picks. I'm not putting on the wig or the robe for Trey Lance here, but I will say this. Only four games of data. There's got to be something there to where, all right, let's just bring him in what would on you a low pay cost. For him? I, I think, honestly, if, I would give up a – the highest I'd give up is a third, I think. A th- you'd pay the same price as Jalen Ramsey. To, to take a flyer on a quarterback? That's not a flyer. You're giving up a guy who's a potential starter. You're giving up a pick that you should get a potential starter for. I could get a potential starting quarterback, which is more valuable than a potential okay, starting I, position I agree. Player. All right, so, uh, lawyer – what tape would you like <laughs> me to? The <laughs> what tape would you like me to go watch on Trey Lance to predict he's going to be a a, a, a potential starter? Because I'm more than willing. I've got nothing but time on my hands. You want me to watch the Houston preseason game? I think there was a South Dakota State game. I think, you, want me, you want me to go back? I'll watch that. <laughs> maybe, okay. Maybe that's what we'll like, watch. Like, why is why is Lance this valuable commodity? And his collegiate career wasn't very good. I mean, it was good, but you know, and nobody's talking about that. But Lamar. Nobody wants to talk about how good he was in college. Like, well, I don't understand it. It's just like it's so random who gets loved and who doesn't get loved. Who gets sponsorship and who doesn't get sponsorship? Trey Lance has sponsorship, you know, because of Lynch and Peters. Adam Peters, their PR firm that they're running over there. And, you know, we got, we got like, uh, who else is it? You know, you got your boy Justin Fields, who you run the campaign there. And a oh, lot yeah. of people do. Your boy Danny O, no, too. No, no, I, he runs I, I, was it first, I, just, I was first I just, on that I one. I just looked up on the board. I saw him up there talking about it. Danny O better back up. I was first. You know, they, they run that campaign. But poor Lamar's got nobody defending his ass. Like, how do you get sponsorship and you don't? Have an agent. I mean, I'm his agent. I'll represent him. I'll tell him. I mean, to <laughs> yeah, me. I'm sure you want that 10% of whatever he's going to I'd I do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on Lance's point, though, he turns 23 in May. Oh, here he goes. Who, who would you rather have, Trey Lance or Hendon Hooker? Hooker. You take Hooker. Shit, yeah. At least I know I'm getting an accurate quarterback who can make plays, who can throw it. I'd rather wait on it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a potential starter either way. I might as well take the one that has the better better year. Scheme, though? I mean, kind of. Kind of kind I mean, of. how about that? You like that North Coast State scheme? Did you like that? We're running power eye. <laughs> That's what we're doing with our QB, baby. Six back offense. We'll talk some more NFL draft on the other side. It's the GM Shuffle. <laughs> You're listening.
listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. Here is Femi Abebefe. Before we get to uh, my other boy down on South Beach here, Michael, I wanted to ask you this about Anthony Richardson because we brought him up in the last second here, and he feels like a name that's kind of cooled off as we're approaching the draft yeah. just a week away. Uh, this nugget, though, he did take a top 30 visit with the Baltimore Ravens yeah. on Wednesday. This makes the, sense. The Ravens right now picking 22nd overall. Makes sense. I Do you mean, think that's kind of the range that Richardson ends up going in, that maybe that 15 to 20-ish range? I think if you're Eric DaCosta, you have no idea, so you got to do your homework. you got to make sure that if he's you're comfortable with him and say, he, say he's there at 16 or 15 mm-hmm. or say he's at 14 and you know the Patriots love to trade down, you know, you could go up and get him and you feel like, okay, I got a guy. You know, at least I got a backup quarterback here on the team and develop him for a year and see where we're going. So you, but you can't make that decision unless you really know the kid. So, I mean, the the nightmare that you have in the draft is when you, when something happens that you didn't anticipate and then you're not prepared for it. And so you have to prepare for every scenario that you possibly can think of. And I think that's where C.J. Stroud is. I think people have now realized they don't know where he's going. I'm sure there's a lot of teams trying to do a little bit more work on him because there was a perception that he was going one or two, and now that's not really true. So where is he going to go? What Your best guess on the order of the quarterbacks. The five, We'll say five of them because Hooker now, everyone's talking about him going in the first round. Bryce Young is going to be the first one taken. Levis, two? I think so. Who's the third guy that's taken? I, I think it'd still be Stroud, but okay. I don't know where that goes. And then Richardson, and then Hooker. Okay, but, but, but I mean, I think it's. I mean, that's all guess. I'm not. Don't hold me to it. That's all guess. Put but, it in pen. Okay. Yeah. Not. Not. In, <laughs> put it in pencil. So, but Stroud maybe the third guy, but a little bit later than people anticipate come draft night. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless somebody, you know, it only takes one to fall in love, right? It that's only true. takes one to fall in love. So if they fall in love and they move up to get them, you know. That doesn't look. I think this, and this is what I wrote in the Justin Fields column that I wrote. I think we have to stop talking about where they go, and start mm-hmm. talking about how they play, because once you pick them, it only matters how they play. 100%. And that was my point about the Davis Mills Justin Fields. If Davis Mills was the 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 eleventh pick overall, and Fields was a third rounder, that would the conversation change? Of course, of course. I look fields earned to be a first round pick based on his play at Ohio state, mm-hmm. but that's over with that's only on draft day. Now you are just, you should be solely judged on your play at the game. It's no longer your draft status is insignificant from this time moving forward, insignificant. And if you don't, if you don't build an organization around that, you're going to continue to make mistakes. If you continue to want to, to defend the draft picks, to defend the guys, and not give everybody an equal platform on player personnel and evaluation, you're just going to keep making these mistakes. It's how they play. I don't give a shit where we pick them. It's how they play. Walsh said that all the time. I don't care where we pick them. It matters how they play. That's really what it does. It matters how they play. That's definitely fair. Um, We'll transition now, as we talked about love, uh, to my guy, to a tongue of my love. Yeah. Uh, this one a little bit more heartbreaking for me because I think it's kind of the real side. And and, and I appreciate, too, of opening up and, and telling the people about this, about how he considered retiring. After, it's a fair conversation. It's right? a very fair conversation. I mean, he suffered three concussions, at least that we know of, last yeah. season. And here's what he had to say when he met with the media in Miami uh, during the offseason program for the Dolphins. I, I considered it, um, you know, for for a time, um, having sat down with my family, um, having sat down with my wife, and having those kind of kind of conversations, but uh, really, it it would be hard for me to, to to walk away from from this game with with how old I am, with I mean, with my my son. I I always dreamed of growing, you know, playing as long as I could to where my son knew exactly what. You know, he was watching his his dad dude, and um, yeah, I mean it. It's it's my health, it's my body. It, you know, I I feel like this is what's best for me and and, and my family. So, I mean, I, I love the game of football. And if I didn't, I would have quit a long time. Mm. It's honest. 
what are you saying there? And, and how I, could I you not have those discussions? I mean, if he were my son, I'd have it with him too. You know, I mean, like, look, if, if he were my son, I'm like, is this really going to be worth it? Because I, 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 unfortunately, I feel like one more concussion is going to push him over that line. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a dangerous place to be in football. And you want to enjoy your family and you want to enjoy life after football. And, and this, is, uh, this is something that could prevent that. And I think he's got to take that into consideration. And I think if you're the Miami Dolphins, you have to take it into consideration too. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as you want the player to keep playing for, you also want the player to stay healthy. And you want the player to have a quality of life beyond football, to, to, to teach his son, to be around his son. You know, and so that to me, I think that's something that that this is a fair conversation to have. You know, it's it's because it, all the head trauma studies that have been done and CTE and all that stuff, like it really does open your eyes to just how violent the game is and how these things like life after football should be considered. And I think now we're starting to see more players retire earlier than they did maybe yeah, we're 15, 20 retire. years yeah, ago. We are. So. And, the you know, the, 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 the violence of the game has – you know, the protection of the players is better than in the 60s where they didn't really have great protection. Mm-hmm. They didn't have shoulder pads. They didn't have the, the great shoulder pad protection, the helmet protection that they're working on, the technology in that area. You know, they were but, – but still, it's, it's, it's challenging. And the medicine as it improves and people can come back from ACLs, which they couldn't back in mm-hmm. the day, you know, that's all helpful. But the head injuries are something that, you know, you've you got to take serious. And if you have a propensity to get concussions – you know, you've got to be really worried about it. And I, I would be worried about it if I were Miami, and I'd be worried about it if I was Tua's dad. 100%. It's a bummer because I like to watch Tua play. He seems like he's a stand-up individual, oh, I, a I great think the, kid. I think and, character on Tua is outstanding. Yeah. I don't think there's anything – and to me, I think there's – to me, that that's not the issue. The issue yeah. is, you know, can he stay healthy? Yeah, and it's a fair question to ask. And I think on the football side of it, and not to be insensitive about what Tua is saying here, but if you're the Miami Dolphins – Shouldn't you almost kind of be in the quarterback market here? When I think you, hear you should. Stuff, when, you hear, I, I, when you hear a comment like that, it's like, I mean, like, look, whoa. you're going to drive to the stadium every game, and whether home or away, and, you're, and you know that if the next one he gets could be the last time he plays. And let's just be clear. If he gets a free runner coming to him and he doesn't see him and he gets hit hard, we're all going to worry about him. Yeah. And we're going to worry about him for all the right reasons. And, we, and we're going to try to make sure that he is not concussed. You know, I think that's really, you know, to me, you have to be overly sensitive to the issue. Yeah, I think it's a, an honest and real conversation that Tua, and thank for, thank for him to, to being honest and open about his situation and the contemplation of retiring, because I think a lot of people watching the Dolphins, even at the end of last year, you were kind of wincing a little bit when you see anybody Every get time. near him. It's just Every like, time. gosh, like, like hopefully he can stay upright and, and stay healthy because terrific person and want to see him play football, but obviously his health is first and foremost. Uh, on a more positive note, though, uh, how about the news out of Buffalo? I mean, this is just yeah. – it put a smile on everybody's face, I think, here. Yeah. DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' safety, plans on making a comeback to the NFL. Here's the quote that he said. He said, over these last few months, I've been on a journey, and I've seen some of the top professionals across the country, and their answers to me were all the same. This event was life-changing, but it's not the end of my story. I'm here to announce I plan on making a comeback to the NFL. That's awesome. That's and his awesome. odds for comeback player of the year is just shot through the roof. Yeah. He gets on the field, he's going to win it, and deservingly so. So it's great for him. Great for him to basically do all the research to make sure it is okay. Mm-hmm. Like I would never want him to come back and play if there was just 5% chance of this happening again. Like you don't want this again, right? No. So he went out and seeked enough medical opinion to feel good about getting cleared for the physical because the team – Remember this, the team has to clear him too. Yep. He could have the intent to want to come back and play, but the team's got to feel good enough about him coming back and play too based on their medical people. Like when I watched Alex Smith come back from that knee injury or that broken foot that he had, that leg that it was just mm-hmm. terrible, I, I felt it was wrong to put him on the field. He might have been cleared to play, but I was scared to death for his health. I was scared to death yep. for his health. He couldn't move. You know, again, clear to play and being able to play at a high level are two different things. And if I were Buffalo, I would make damn sure that that Hamlin was able to play, not clear to play. And I think the cool thing that the Bills are doing, I know Sean McDermott said it, they're going to continue to um, have like mental health professionals and stuff to talk with Demar Hamlin because that's a traumatic event. I mean, the 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 guy he literally, yeah, he literally died on the field. I mean, the team saw it too. We we all saw. We all were traumatized by it. I think it was. One of those things where we just had to—we'd never seen this before. You know, we've seen the cart come out, we've seen the 
the blow up on the leg because it's broken. We've seen all that. We've seen the Theismann injury. We've seen the Alex Smith injury. But this is something we rarely have ever seen before, and and it's and it still it leaves an impact on your mind. Yeah, hundred percent does. So it's awesome to see that Demar Hamlin is is attempting to make that comeback there. But uh, uh, a, a story that was definitely that rocked the NFL world. I mean, rock, it was it went beyond a sports story. It was a national story. I mean, he met, should be met with the president, I believe, last month and yeah, stuff. That's awesome. Talk about that. Like, the White House. He'll yeah. be in the White House representing Fields when you go in there. You'll have your cloak and dagger on. <laughs> Here we go. Are we doing dagger. Coach's Corner today, or are we going to put that off? I think we're going to put that off. I think okay. so, yeah. I think that, that one, it, it deserves uh, a, a bigger canvas, and we, unfortunately, we don't have that right now. I got it. I got <laughs> so, it. Uh, but Monday, though, I want you to get ready. Talk to whoever you got to talk to. Why would I do it Monday? Why wouldn't I do it Thursday? No, no, we, no, now, what is our schedule next week? So we'll do a pod on Monday. Yes. That'll be Mock Draft Monday, so that's what I'm saying. Talk to mock your people. Mock Draft Monday. Talk, talk to, to your my people. people talk right? to your people okay. in the top ten, buddy, especially at number we seven. We need an informant to come in to give what, us some What's going to happen maybe, at seven? Maybe we'll get somebody from the league to pretend to, you know, to give us the, their maybe. version of it. Yeah, maybe. Be a good idea. Maybe it's somebody from Houston. Who knows? Uh, but Monday we'll have the podcast. Thursday, of course, we'll have a podcast there to preview. That'll be draft day. Then we'll actually have a podcast on Friday as well to recap and react to the first round. So we'll have pods Monday, Thursday, Friday. And then Monday again. And then Monday again. Uh, Elliot's working everything. us to death. <laughs> you know, he really is. <laughs> no, it's not just Elliot. I'll defend my guy here. It's not just Elliot. We're making sure that the people get what they want to hear on draft week. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. Mock draft Monday. I'm excited for it. Number one, we're still good on, on Bryce Young there. He's like minus 1,500. Yeah. Now. What are you more excited for, that the Chiefs sign Blaine Gabbert, or are you excited for Monday draft? I mean, that Gabbert, you never know. He might have to be called into action during the divisional round in the playoffs or so. Maybe the, that's what we saw last year with, uh, with Chad Henney leading that drive down I just down wanted there. to see. I just yeah. checked in the pulse here. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. Gosh, that was another draft, huh? <laughs> but with yeah, I, and ago. I actually like Blaine Gabbert. I thought yeah. he was, you know, I mean, he had a lot of things going for him. But, you know, again, it's a hard position to evaluate, right? Very that's what that, That's why on draft, to, you know, the day of the draft, everybody's a starter. Everybody's great. But two years afterwards... There's just really one guy that comes out of it, mostly. Two years afterwards, they're uh, putting out tweets there for Adam or Ian Rappaport to send yeah. out for you. Call, call right us. below the number on when you when you when you listen to the pod. John Lynch's private number is there. You can call him for a trade if you need it. One eight hundred Go Forty Niners, I believe, go. is the number there. So uh, make sure you go ahead and ring, 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 and get your uh, get your get your deal in for Trey Lance. And that your antique cool. dealerships with with Justin Fields over there, come on. right? You and you and Al Capone. <laughs> Right there, yeah, you got. I can't it. You're wait for the fall. Not open for business. We're not open today. When you called Al Capone, he said we're not open today. September can't get here soon enough, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you guys on Monday, mock draft Monday. If we're gonna have a lot of fun with it, maybe some trades in that mock draft. Oh my god! But uh, for our boy Elliot Bowman with us on the ones and twos, as always, thank Thanks, you to DraftKings. Thank you to Vsin. Thank you to all of you guys. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your loved ones about us. Thank you to you, Michael. And I'll talk thank to you. you on Monday. Thank you. <laughs>